0: i'm steve mcleod and this is bootstrapped it's a podcast for people running bootstrapped software companies or wanting to run one i run two bootstrapped software products feature upvote which lets your customers vote on ideas to improve your product And Sabre Feedback, which offers a feedback widget you can add to your website. Follow along as I learn from talking to other bootstrappers and experts. And just maybe you'll learn something too. Joining me today is frequent guest co-host Ed Freifogel. Hey Ed, how are you? Okay, Steve. Ready for the weekend. How about you? Uh, I'm also ready for the weekend. Things are going... Pretty good in general. Tell me what's happening with OpenCage lately.
1: Oh, we've been up to a couple of things. We got listed in the Wonder Mobility Marketplace, which is kind of an aggregator of services for mobility services. So that's cool. Let's see. Let's see if that gets us some
0: customers. Can I interrupt and ask you what that is and why it's good?
1: You know, there's a mega trend going on with all these like shared mobility services. You know, like like in Barcelona, you've got those electric bikes you can hop on and stuff like that. And so, Wonder Mobility is a company that kind of builds infrastructure for these services. Um, so, their customers are cities or transportation networks or, or people who want to provide these. So, that's kind of a, a customer category for us because people have devices and vehicles moving around and they want to know the location of those vehicles so they need geocoding to do that and so so anyway they have a marketplace where we can integrate and hopefully we can get a few of their customers to become our customers so let's see was it a hard hard
0: process to
1: get in uh i mean it wasn't hard in any way in in terms of like Technically complex, it was more just kind of somewhat tedious. And uh, I think I talked about this in the last episode, you know, like there's a marketing page and the marketing page needs to have images and mm. the right, exactly the right format and uh, all these kind of things. So, but on the other hand, you know, it was a good chance to kind of repolish our marketing message and, and rethink some of those things, which is also the other big project we're doing. Cause now we have hired a freelancer to work with us for the next couple of months to help us, think a lot about our marketing and and positioning and kind of things like that. So someone with kind of a lot of relevant experience in the industry. And why have you done this? Uh, well, he was available. So, you know, and he's kind of a well-known figure in the industry. So I'm hopeful, you know, by him helping us and promoting us, that can expand our, our brand awareness within the industry. It's also kind of the thing where you know, the analogy we use is kind of as a a personal trainer at the gym. There's no reason really to pay a personal trainer, right? You can, you can get free fitness lessons on YouTube or whatever. But the great thing about paying the personal trainer is because you spend a lot of money on it, it makes you take it more seriously. So then, you know, instead of just laying in bed, you say, well, let me actually get up and go to the gym because I'm spending a lot of money on. So by getting... know by by committing to do this marketing work for the next three months it kind of forces us to be like okay now we got to work on the marketing stuff rather than um just kind of let it slide and and delay it and do other projects so
0: so here's an idea for you if spending a lot of money helps you commit to something Give the money to me <laughs> if that's what it takes for you to commit to do something. I'll happily be a part of that.
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to think that one through. Steve, we'll um, we'll debate that one. Actually, have you seen what's the name of the site where you you kind of set a goal for yourself? Like, let's say, like you want to quit smoking, right? Mm-hmm. And so the way you do it is you you have to pay them money into an escrow account. So you you know you put say a thousand euro into the escrow account. And if you, I think you, there are different ways you can do it, but you can also have your, your friends somehow verify or whatever. Um, but the thing is, if you don't, if you don't succeed in the goal, then the money is donated to a cause you hate.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've heard of that, like neo-Nazis
1: or something, assuming everybody exactly. listening hates exactly. neo-Nazis. If you don't, you should. So the whole idea is that that highly motivates you to achieve the goal. And. Um, right. So, I mean, genius business model for the guy who runs that site, right? Because, they, you know, they take a percentage of the amount for yeah. doing nothing, really. And if you do meet the
0: golding, that refunds the money back to you.
1: Yeah, but less, uh, of course, there's a processing fee uh, the mean, processing you know, for fee. running the service or whatever. Yeah. So, so I know it's
0: not actually on our, in our plan to talk in detail about this, but I'm actually really curious to know about this marketing person. Like they will take some of the responsibility away from you or is this is in addition to what you're already doing.
1: No, it's kind of more helping us brainstorm different ideas, different, you know, people to try to work with different strategies, particularly because he's kind of more knowledgeable in the the industry. That we're targeting and so has better connections that are introducing us to some people, maybe. He himself has a newsletter, which part of it is we sponsored the newsletter. So, you know, it also just coming at it with fresh eyes. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the big problems, especially as a small team, is like, you know, we've been working on this on this for a long time. And it's so easy to just get blind to your to your service and not just to like how the service works, but the, you know, the positioning of the service and things like that. So that was kind of the idea. I don't know. We're still kind of figuring it out a bit, but um, uh, you know, as with all things, we make it up as we go along. So. Don't we all, is his Um, skill
0: in particular marketing or is he a more of a tech guy? Who No, he's more of a tech
1: guy. He's more of a tech guy, but I would say he has a, a big following in the industry because he's kind of, he's had a blog for many years and a newsletter and things like that. So.
0: Oh, congratulations! I hope it works out, and I'd love to hear an update on that
1: in the in the months ahead. Well, one of the problems, though, is it's it's difficult to measure the impact. Of course, I mean, it, in some ways, it's much more. The, the, most of the marketing that we do is kind of brand building, and because it's very difficult to target the marketing exactly at the moment that the customer needs the the service. So that that is one difficulty of it, but but as I said, in many ways, the idea is. Um, you know, the concept is us the personal trainer motivating us to yeah. do the things yeah. that we need to do rather than you know, the, the the trainer doesn't lift the weight for you. You still gotta lift the weight. Oh like, really? Oh, I don't like that deal. <laughs>
0: so, so before you hired this guy, how much time a week were you spending on marketing between you and your co-founder? <sighs>
1: Uh, It's hard to say. I don't know. We don't, it's not like every week we do some marketing. It's more just like, okay, you know, we'll try one thing and then kind of let it run for a couple months or whatever, and then try the next thing. And then we have some things that are just ongoing in the long term. Like, you know, I have my geo podcast, which attracts an audience because of the podcast, the content of the podcast, but it's kind of sponsored by our company. Right. So Mm. is that market, I mean, it is marketing, but you know, it's not like I'm when i'm working on that podcast is is that mark um, is that time i'm spent working on marketing or not or i okay. um, so oh that sounds really interesting really interesting well this is one thing i've been uh, it's a frustration we have not cracked a a clearly demonstrably repeatable marketing channel where i can say okay if i spend you know if i put in 10 euro i'm going to get 15 euro out like we definitely don't have that so Um, But we have done many different experiments and and some things have worked pleasantly well and uh, other things have been we've kind of wasted money. But, you know, that's part of the learning.
0: Yeah, although ultimately you can never really tell. You can never really tell. Yeah. Despite people wanting to be able to track everything and give attribution. I talked about this with uh, Alex from Jitbit a couple of weeks ago, uh, how hard it is just to really know where your customers come from.
1: It's 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 more challenging than you might think, particularly if the product is something where, you know, they have to think about it over time. And it's it's not like kind of like, you know, some widget that, that you know, costs $5 or whatever. And they come to the site and they say, I need a widget. Let me, you know, click on it and buy it right now. So hmm. anyway, what have you been up to, Steve? What have I been up to?
0: I'm going to give you one piece of news from Feature Upvote and one piece of news about Sabre Feedback. Let's start with feature upvote. So, this week we rolled out a new design on our dashboard. This is something I've been wanting to do for ages when I started feature because I take personal pride in my work. It's not something that I think will get us much new business, if any, but I haven't been happy with the design. And we have to go back to day one of feature upvote. I wasn't sure if it was going to work as a business, so I didn't want to commit too much money. So I did my best attempt as a developer to put together the dashboard using Bootstrap, the um, CSS HTML framework. And the web developer I worked with, he did his best to help with it too. And he pointed out to me several times that this isn't really his strength and we should consider getting a professional. And I kept saying, I'm happy with what you're doing. Let's see if the product takes off and then we can revisit well, the product took off and then I kept asking myself um, if the product's working with it the way it looks now, why should I spend money improving it until uh-huh. until i clearly in a position where I can afford it? And by the end of last year, I got to the position where I thought I can afford it and I really want it to look better.
1: Well, you know, there are one benefit of using something like Bootstrap, of course, there are a lot of templates and things like that, that you can, um, you know, really well-designed ones where you can just kind of purchase the template and implement specifically for dashboards and things like that. So it shouldn't be that complicated.
0: Well, we tried with that and what we found is it was all good and fine if you wanted to use components that were part of the template. But as soon as you had something that didn't quite fit in, you're back on your own skills or lack of skills thereof. And that's the places where it was really letting us down. The things hmm. that weren't quite standard. So I wanted to start this with this new designer early this year but COVID. Uh, and finally, we got started about three months ago. He's been working two days a week. And it was quite an interesting process. In In the process of starting to implement the new dashboard, I, just, I was revisiting pages that I hadn't looked at for a long time. And I was discovering there was like outdated copy, things in which we hadn't converted to multi-currency. So it was still showing their amount was in dollars. Like the nom- nominal value was correct, but the currency sign was wrong. That's not good. Yeah, bits of text that hadn't been updated to the new terminology we are using. And actually, I'm quite horrified, but I'm really glad that we've gone through the process.
1: Yeah, that that is necessary to um, every now and again to review things like that. But I guess the best way to do that is, you know, do you actually use the product yourself, right? (laughs) Because then you're confronted with it every day as a user as well. I mean, it's not... It's not exactly the same, but
0: no, and those are the bits in which everything did have the right terminology and, and the right currency and so on. It's these really seldom used things like when you're adding to your plan or creating a new board or something like these are the places which I'm not doing day-to-day. Day. Yeah. So that's been a really good process. And I'm so happy with the new design. Like it just at least to my non-designer eyes, it now looks like it's been designed by a professional.
1: All right. Well, that's cool. If you're happy, I'm happy, Steve. (laughs) So
0: that's the feature upvote news, the Sabre feedback news. Uh, The person who has been working with, with us for content for a long time is unavailable for some time due to family reasons. So we were in the position in which we had nobody creating content. So I contacted a content agency to give that a shot, to see how that goes. And they started at the beginning of this month. And probably by the time this episode gets published, their first piece of content will be published on our blog for Sabre Feedback. This is an experiment, like your marketing person experiment. Yep. I really don't know if this is a good idea
1: or not, but outsourcing content creation and I'm going to find out. Okay. Well, good luck. I don't know. I, I'm always so hesitant there that, you know, can you really just hire someone to churn out content? I don't... Yeah, just that word. You see many examples where that works badly, right? Where you, you, you like sometimes you'll end up on some article and you're like, what is this crap? You know, like it has, yeah, yeah. It's obvious. It was obviously written by someone who doesn't know the material, doesn't really care, doesn't, is just kind of regurgitating, oftentimes, perhaps not a native speaker. And it's just a, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we've addressed some of those issues, but they're definitely there. And we're giving it a three-month trial for generating two blog posts a month. What what got me onto this idea originally is our friends at Quaderno. Some years ago, they had some really good content on their site. And I contacted Carlos from Quaderno and asked him who was generating this for him. And he told me they were using an agency. And I was really surprised. That opened my eyes to the idea that with the right agency and dealing with the agency relationship correctly, you could actually get good
1: content. I have to admit, I'm surprised by that because I would imagine this content is about tax matters and billing. You know, It's not something just the average person can just whip off, right? I mean, you need to have an awareness of the subject.
0: I think since that was a long time ago, and I think Quaderno is doing it in-house now, but not my company, so I can't speak for them. But that was the case when I asked. And we'll see how it goes. Look, we're not dealing with tech stuff. We're dealing with rather ordinary, how to get feedback type of stuff. Right. Right. I actually find it really hard to put content together on this nature without feeling like I'm repeating myself or dealing with boredom.
1: All right. Well, what should we talk about today, Steve? What are we going to get into? Let's
0: talk about administration and how one can go about automating it. And if one can, you, you have some thoughts on this matter, I believe, Ed.
1: Yeah, actually, you know what? As the, as the end of the year draws near, I took the opportunity to re- kind of review our goals from the beginning of the year. You Remember, that we had an episode where we each put out our top five goals. And one of ours was kind of reduce the admin burden within the business. So all the little administrative crap that you waste time on behind the scenes and we've made some progress on that, but but we have we have some categories of things that we haven't really progressed on. And one good example of that is dealing with invoices. Uh, so I, I mean, now not invoices of my own customers, but um, of services that I am the customer of. And it's a big pain in the ass because over the course of the month, you know, we're probably customers of like twenty different services. And over the course of the month, or some of them it's monthly, some of it's annual. Uh, you know, we get an email that's like, you have a new invoice or here's your invoice or here's your proof of payment or log in to download your proof of payment. Oh, so there's 20 different services with literally 20 different ways of doing it. And the problem is, you know, we have an accountant and I got, I have to get all this, our, the, our accountant correctly is quite tough. So, you know, every month he kind of does the numbers and he's like, where's this invoice for $4 and 32 cents, you know, to such and such service. So it's like, Oh Christ, now I got to go find this. Um, anyway, it, it's not mentally difficult or anything, but it's just like, is this how I want to spend my life? Like, is, this this is a, this is not the fun part of running a sauce. Speak for yourself. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been trying to think about how do we solve this and, and free up our time. And cause the thing is, it's, it's not even like that the act of finding the invoice or whatever is, is that challenging, but it's more just like, you know, these are the little distractions where mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're like, I didn't do anything today. Right. Yeah. Like, because of this kind of crap. Yeah. So, and so I've been trying to think out how do we solve this? You know, and I'm trying to think, well, maybe we can just, you know, how can we automate this? And then this week, by chance, I came across a service you know i should tell the listeners i haven't actually tried this service yet but but I, it is on my list to try in the coming weeks it's called getmyinvoices.com and this company seems to solve exactly this problem um and it and the price is reasonable and so um basically we're going to try it um, so but you know it's interesting because the actual task is is as i said quite diverse because every single service that we pay for does it slightly differently they name the file differently they um you know sometimes they mail it, it's an email sometimes you gotta log in um and so i'm really surprised that someone was able to automate this have we'll they automated it well i don't know how they do it and frankly to be honest with you i don't really care how they do it as long as they do it and it's yeah. reliable. So we're going to see, I'm going to try it out, but I'm just wondering like, what, what kind of administrative problems do you have in your business and how do you solve all this?
0: You know, when I was thinking about this, I really couldn't come up with much except for the, the invoices, which is a hassle, but not insurmountable one. Um, I try to be ruthless with, um, admin work and try like when an email comes in, I just try to instantly decide, do I delete it? Do I forward it? Do I respond to it?
1: And if it's yeah, something... but, but, but let me challenge that too. Because yeah. then you're always in responsive mode. And then yeah. it's exactly the case of like, you know, the email comes in and you're like, okay, I got to deal with it right now instead of like doing concentrated work. Or you got to go away from your email and try to do your concentrated work. And I mean, some people solve this by like batching it up, you know, yeah. only on Mondays I do the invoices or whatever. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, or just looking at their email once or twice a day which is something I managed to do for years, but somehow I lost
1: that discipline at some point. Just the but I can't do that because my email, my email is my database, you know, like yeah, literally yeah. I have, I don't know, 20,000 emails or something, Yeah, but I'm like, you know, I, I, it, that doesn't really work for me.
0: So on this specific concept of uh, topic of handling invoices, I'm using the age old proven method of an administration assistant. So when it's an invoice, or a notification that there's an invoice, all oh, I have to do is sign in and work out what the password is. I forward it to my administration assistant uh, with a, some standard, two standard words I use so that it makes it easy for her to search and emails and label them. And the problem's solved. So basically she's doing what this getmyinvoices.com does, but in a manual way.
1: And sure, So yeah, you're in. still the one who has to log in, right? And like the thing, no. and you're still distracted by the email, right? Right, but for like five seconds. Yeah, but dude, come on. That's the whole point. Is like I don't even want to. I don't want to. That it's not five seconds. It's it's you know you have to yeah. shift your mental mode yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah,
0: uh, look, we're not getting that many invoices, and I, I do understand your point that it does take a effort to think. Is this something that I have to do or forward? and i think it's part of the reality of a business is this just stuff every day that you kind of have to give energy to even with the the invoices like so they will uh, this get myinvoices.com have you looked into how
1: it works well i, th- I think the way it works is you you s- sign up for these services you have the invoice go to a certain email address Right, which, which they have access to. Okay. <laughs> they have software that then, you know, they know how to get like, like, you know, a Google AdWords invoice or whatever. I mean, you will have to give them access to these accounts, right? And so then they can, they get it all and they can then, they put it wherever you tell them on the Dropbox, you know, again, you've given them access kind yep. of to a Dropbox account or something. And they they upload them there and they name them the way you want them named. And, yeah. So and- it skips your
0: inbox. It doesn't even go to your. It can skip your
1: inbox, or you could also have it go to your inbox, or whatever. So.
0: Yeah, in preparation for this episode, I was looking through my my archive in Gmail over the last couple of weeks, and I actually wasn't finding much in the way of stuff to deal with that recurs all the time, like invoices. What I was finding was these once-off or once-a-year things in which you really have forgotten what it's about and how it works. For example, AWS or my domain registrar will send me some email saying, "Hey, it's time to check that your details are correct." And I'm thinking, "Wait, wait, what is this? How does this work? What service was I using? Blah blah blah." That type right. of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and that stuff, I just don't know if you can automate it at all. Really? No, I think probably the best strategy there's how do you how do you keep it from taking your focus right so can you go have it go to like i don't know an admin email address that you only check once a day or once a you know once a week at a certain time or whatever and yeah i mean there's always going to be some and there's always going to be new things that you haven't yet automated but i don't know it's quite you know as our business keeps growing the, I got to make sure the this trivia doesn't keep growing. Otherwise, yeah. you know, what, what today is half an hour a day becomes an hour a day and then it becomes two hours a day. And then, it, you know, it's like, I'm, yeah, this isn't the life I want.
0: I have a feeling that this conversation is something that every business owner ever has gone through at least some point in their business. And it's something you don't realize when you're starting the business. It's like, I love products. I love building things. I'm going to build this thing and sell it and that will be my business. Not realizing that actually running a business means marketing and sales and support and this endless administration and bureaucratic tasks that is without end. And it sucks your energy and your enjoyment and your pleasure out of it to some degree.
1: Well, I think the way people traditionally solve this is you you hire someone to to take care of it for you, a secretary. But but then you you know then you're then you got to manage that person and you got to pay the person, of course. So and they take holidays and what do you do during their holidays? Yeah. So there's no simple solution. I don't know. I I, from now until the end of the year, I'm going to try to turn a lot of my attention to this topic because. You know, I think one of my goals for 2021 also is how do I spend less time, you know, as the saying goes. instead of so working in the business, how do you work on the business? And filing the invoices is working in the business and uh, not particularly valuable. It's just kind of, it, it It feels like you're just kind of spinning your wheels, you know, for no real benefit. So, yeah. Hey, you You had this business in London, the one that
0: had investment yeah. right but yeah. what did you do there you've been through these problems well before. we had a,
1: we had a bigger team we we, we, we you know we we're 10 to 20 people and and yeah we we had a, a cfo yeah i mean he, he fulfilled the role he was our head of finance but also kind of like uh did kind of all the admin stuff and you nature know, like employment contracts and stuff like that he that was kind of more his domain and i would only ever have to be involved if it if there was some problem. So, so effectively delegated it to someone else. Okay. And this is something you can do with 10
0: or 20 people, but with a one or two person company, it's quite, quite harder. I mean, there is no one to delegate to.
1: I will say also this though, I was quite ruthless in how do we position our relationship with our customers such that, you know, they're not begging us every single day. Um so as an example, you know, we our business was we were selling traffic to these real estate websites and we would send them a monthly summary, right? And so new employees would often show up and be like, "Oh, we should we should give them a place where they can log in and check the numbers every day." And I was like, "This is the last thing I want." Mm-hmm. Because they're going to log in and be like, "Why did it go up on Tuesday?" Uh-huh. Like, I you know, I haven't the slightest clue why it went up on Tuesday, you know, and, and I don't want to spend the next hour trying to figure it out so I can answer your email, you know, so I do think there are a lot of things you can do to structure your setup, be it the relationship with the customers, be it the admin side of things to avoid administrative trivia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, but I think it's an ongoing task. You got to always stay on top of it. So yeah, I don't know. I'd be really psyched if this get my invoices works. If it solves my problem, I will, I will be the happiest customer they have.
0: It would be good. So. And I wonder if some of our feature upvote customers use something like this, because I noticed with some of them, their billing emails go to some address, such as invoices at example.com. And I often yeah. wondered, is that because it's going to the finance department or is it because they've outsourced it to a service that just takes care of
1: them all? All right. But, yeah, I mean, we already do that. We have some of the emails go, go to a certain one. Unfortunately, not every service allows this. Some services, like if it's a technical service, we want it to go to our engineering email in case there's a problem, but then they also send the invoice there which isn't appropriate. So yeah, actually that was one of the features we added a couple of years back is that letting the customer specify two different email addresses. And that's something I would recommend to everyone. That's a feature everyone. I would recommend everyone have is like, let the customer have their billing, let the billing stuff go somewhere else than the actual user. Yeah, I so, fully, fully agree with that. And places like
0: Stripe, et cetera, will fully support that. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Anything else before we wrap up? Are we going to talk about the uh the SAS, the microconf SAS podcasting awards, Steve? Should we should we mention this or no?
0: Next episode. Because by this time this one's published, it's not going to be um by the time this episode's published, I don't think they'll be open for voting. It's just nominations still. Oh right. Okay. So we, if we mention a next episode, then that will be out when the voting's
1: open. We'll see. We'll see. Uh oh. Yeah, that's a good teaser, Steve. Keep them always keep them one anymore. So yeah. I, I can see you're upping your SaaS podcasting game. <laughs> but, but just to, just as a teaser for the listeners, I am against the uh, SaaS podcasting awards. What? I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this. No, what? I think it, it just creates divisiveness. And uh, you know, we don't need to. Uh, it's not about who's better than than. I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not a fan. Okay, we'll get we, into that next episode then.
0: I think we better. Okay, and then it's time to wrap it up. Um, if, as always, if you've got some feedback on what we've been talking about, let us know how you deal with administrivia and that never-ending burden of, of administration work that sucks the enjoyment out of running your, your business.
1: We'd love to hear it. Yeah, I would really love to hear any tips that anyone has, any you know, little hacks they have to reduce admin burden. So.
0: As always, we'll be back soon. So uh, it's time to say goodbye, Ed.
1: Goodbye, Steve. Goodbye, everybody.
0: That concludes this episode of Bootstrapped. You can discuss this episode and other bootstrapping topics on our forums at discuss.bootstrapped.fm.